0: I'm your host, Paul Bass, inviting you to look behind the headlines on the stories that make the Elm City tick. Nothing ticks better than Pundit Friday, which we're about to begin here in the WNHA studio. We have the number one pundits in the media universe right here. Find like the dairy-free goddess of our grassroots radio operation, the hardest-working woman in radio, this <laughs> week and today. Come on, somebody. News Manager, WNHA's Club Babs host, Babs, Rawls Ivy. Good morning. Happy World AIDS Day. you have been great, uh, oh, is Justice, first, and great job today. the first, We have the flyest news hunter-gatherer this side of Fleet Street Star, New Haven Independent reporter Marquisha Ricks.
1: Happy Friday, people.
0: WNHA station manager and heavy D Donald Trump devotee, Harry Droz, the bravest man in New Haven. No this race is off this week taking care of important business. She'll be back. And we have the straight shooter from Bermuda, the mythical <laughs> and metaphorical man on the money. My God. The banisher of bilious bullies, the blessed beatboxer of banksters and bacchanalians. The righteous reaper of restitution, the grio of the grassy knoll, the conquistador of cussing criminal, the raker and breaker of fakers, the high priest That's of his hip hop, right reverend of rapture, reigning raconteur of riffitude, sanctified slayer of the slow witted, <laughs> maximum exologist Joe Ugly of the Joe Ugly Show in the morning. Good morning, sir. You got, <laughs> a, you got the Why the um? You have to the, turn uh, up oh, our headsets this. a little yeah, bit more. All, oh, okay.
2: Because we got them all maxed out over here, but we can't hear.
0: So, Joe, why why the dark glasses in the That are.
3: Actually, I just forgot them on. Because
0: <laughs> 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 he cool like that. Now, <laughs> wow, my eyes
3: on camera. Whoa, that blood shot red. What you been doing, Joe? Uh, it that, sure looked that, like I was doing something. That might be now. Harry's effect just for you. <laughs> it
1: might be. <laughs> He's going to make <laughs> flames shoot out your eyes next. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know Harry you got all kinds of bells you, and whistles. You know
3: liberal like devils. I <laughs> know. Harry, you got to take that camera out from me a little so I'm not that close. He's to like, You got to
1: get my better angle. Look at Harry. Harry's <laughs> like, Wait, wait, wait. Don't. Like, Harry's I got like, this. Wait a minute. I got this. No,
3: he's like, Wait a minute. I get to make you look bad. Let's go for it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, folks, uh, there was, uh, they were checking out and then checking back into the First of Summerfield Church this week in New Haven. Yes. Last week, right before Thanksgiving, we weren't on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. There was a man who had been living there for three and a half months. He was an undocumented immigrant from Ecuador who they were going to deport. Mm-hmm. And he became the second person to take advantage of sanctuary worship houses mm-hmm. of worship in new haven mm-hmm. and he stayed there and then his lawyers got him a reprieve the whole mm-hmm. jesus community comes against these people he came back for thanksgiving dinner because he becomes such a part of first and Summerfield. Mm-hmm. it's a real community that comes around all these immigrants and i was at the day he got released um he uh and was free he was in front of the church i went there and there was another man from Ecuador there named nelson pinos and he was the next he was supposed to leave this thursday he his appeals had run out he'd been here more than 20 years never got in trouble with the law hard working lives in the annex neighborhood as a family so he decided too, yesterday thursday to take shelter in the church rather than leave town mm. so new haven's becoming a one of the repeat places in the country because people from all of the state come this guy's from new haven other people came from meriden norwalk what do, what do you think about the role we're playing now any thoughts on new haven's role because the trump administration has a new policy Barack Obama, everyone forgets us, deported more people than any president in history. But mm-hmm. he had a policy. He was only going to target people who are committing violent crimes. Correct. The, the policy now is everyone gets targeted. So they've been Correct. deporting these people who the only rule they ever broke, civil rule, civil law rule, was to be here without permission when they first came in. Mm-hmm. Now their new policy is we're going to deport them, so it's up 40%. And ICE hasn't been crazy in terms of how they're handling them in New Haven they have in other places. So if they go to this church, they don't catch them on the way to the church. They have ankle bracelets, so they could know. And they they don't enter a church for now. Um, any thoughts about New Haven? This has become an ongoing thing now. Any thoughts about what this means about our city? I mean, we should be doing this. We okay, should be doing so-
2: this. This city is, is has a history of abolitionists. Movements and all of that. We have congregational churches here, right? So people have been. Do- this this is not new for us. I
0: really want to hear Harry Joseph's. Opinion. I don't
2: want to hear Harry Joseph's. <laughs> <laughs> you know why I want
0: to hear Joseph's opinion? No, no. I really respect Harry Joseph. Pinnies. I respect I, Harry I, Joseph's so I, opinion so too. So I love him, but I don't want to hear it. Agree overall <laughs> on immigration. Overall, he's taking <laughs> no, a stand. No, no, on those no. We rules. disagree <laughs> on everything, but not when it comes to sanctuary <laughs> church Because I've heard Harry talk about these individual cases where he felt that people didn't break the rules. That even though he believes, when was this? I've heard that's on our show. Harry, am I wrong? No, hey, yeah, you're wrong. That was me. Okay, echo. we can't keep talking about Harry then. Hey, yeah. you no. Know, <laughs> here's, here's something I'm hearing. I know that it's overdoing to say there's always common ground. Harry, where's your mic? <laughs> but I was like talking to a cop the other day who's starting to look at this and say, you know, why did the white woman from Albania and Meriden just be allowed to stay but not these Hispanic guys? And he's a white cop. And he's saying, you know, what I hear from people on all sides of this debate who aren't just in it for trying to just be mean or get some kind of personal thing out of it is they feel that Congress should fix this. That if you're someone like some of us who believe that we want all the people here, mm-hmm. other people feel like we got to close the doors. That's another debate. I think it's a mistaken point of view, but they all feel that cities like ours and states are left to deal with it. And there's more fighting than there needs to be in this country because the system itself is broken. There's no good set of rules. There's no. We have you know 12 million or more people here. They're not all going to be gone. Our parts of our economy really depend on them. There were efforts until the recent history in in our country to have bipartisan immigration solutions. In fact, under George Bush, there was one. And there was one with John McCain and other Republicans and Democrats more recently. But because of our current divisive politics and, in my opinion, the way politicians on the right have exploited people's fears and prejudices to make it a starker issue, it's been politically impossible for Republicans to participate in a bipartisan solution that sets up a fair process where people here are illegally maybe don't get to the front of the line, they have to make some restitution, but a, 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 a regular process gets put in place so it doesn't become a criminal justice quandary. For local communities like New Haven, it's so important for police in places mm-hmm. like New Haven, they'll tell you, mm-hmm. that they not have to round, help the feds round up immigrants who are here illegally because then the community doesn't trust them, the community becomes prey for crime, mm-hmm. and it's a less safe community. Mm-hmm. And that the federal government says, we want your help. We want to round up these people because all these people here are illegally a lot more than we're ever going to deport. Let's start cracking down on them. I feel like if we could restore some kind of common sense, bipartisan effort in Washington to have a sane immigration policy, we wouldn't have these fights. We wouldn't have people having to go to sanctuary churches. We wouldn't have people who might not fully agree about immigration arguing about the difference between federal and local government responsibility.
3: I think immigration is one of those things, as you know. Like you said, the police officer said, "Paul, that there's an Albanian
0: Albanian woman in Meriden who's very popular. Had you know a a restaurant,
3: and there's no problem with her. However, there shouldn't be, and there shouldn't be. However, when there's people of color, i.e., people from our southern border." There's a problem. I always say this immigration thing, the whole building, a wall, it's a bunch of nonsense. Because so many people, so many people enter this country illegally. Now, they're in this country illegally after entering legally.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: They come here on vacations, they never go back. They come on on student visas, they never go back. You know, there's different ways. People just decide, you know, they stay.
0: Okay, so Harry, Harry, do you think there's a way... We usually have an argument about these big picture questions. Do you think there's a way to find a fair compromise that you and people don't agree with you could solve the problem and not turn into a local, federal fight?
4: Are we talking about... And I'm sorry, I haven't been listening. I've been actually working, but... (coughs)
0: Uh, and we're not working, here. i you're not working. We're <laughs> <But, laughs> we talking about DACA and stuff like that? Oh, what's and, going and on? And about the bipartisan compromise that failed because of the politics of Washington. Because what I keep hearing from people on both sides, Harry, is if the federal government would take responsibility and really come up with a sane plan so that people who haven't committed violent crimes might not get to the front of the line, but there's a process on which, because we're not going to portray a
3: Well, eventually they'll get that to the front of the this line. This would stop, uh, but this Paul, would That's start. a dangerous line.
0: But that's good. But no, I'm that's
3: saying, a dangerous statement because- as soon as they get to the front of the line, there's someone who, who don't think they should be there. Because in order to get, get ahead, they got to get at the front of the line some point in time.
0: Yeah. So what do you think, Harry? Well,
4: I don't think—if well, you've come in here illegally, I don't think you should ever get to the front of the line. I think— um, So
3: you should never be what? You never should no, be I legal?
4: He, I think they should legalize you but not give you citizenship. Okay. There's a, well, so it's well, a, that's a totally different thing. So why wouldn't you give up citizenship? Would you say on some type of permanent visa?
3: Yeah, that's what he's looking at, right? I'm saying because
4: because they came in illegally, right? Okay, So So if they want legal citizenship, Mm -hmm. then they can voluntarily go out and come in just like everybody else who gets on the line to come in.
0: Harry, what about all the Jews who were fleeing Nazi persecution, who were turned away from the border? There was that one ship, remember Cuba, that got turned away from Mm -hmm. Cuba. Do you think that my ancestors who got into this country, if they got in fleeing the Nazis, should never have had a chance at citizenship. You see,
4: this is the thing about it. it it's hard to argue when you make false equivalents. You know, equivalency. What? How so, is that a false equivalence? Because who's running from the Nazis right now? Uh, who's running? from people.
3: About, all of us are
1: running what from about the guerrillas. Oh, what,
3: yeah, what about people in <laughs> Guatemala? Some, some right, people so are running Nazis, from the guerrillas in no, Guatemala. They're not that's, squads. That, and, that's yeah, that squads. Okay. That, that's oh, a- and drug what, cartels, what...
1: and where are they trying to get their drugs to? The United no,
3: States. <laughs> if you want to talk about false equivalency, what you just said was a false equivalency because no. what, what no. you just said, what, what Show you just me said,
4: where the Nazis are. That's a juvenile <laughs> statement. Okay. Well, now the Nazis live oh, here when oh, they're homegrown. The grown, really. So that, there's a difference <inaudible> about, about
3: that. But <laughs> bringing up the Nazis is. No, 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 no. My point is. Think about all the people who are. The question you ask, the question you ask. Where the Nazis now Opposed to
4: Where No no, no. I think there should be Political asylum Opposed to
3: addressing The point that For different there are people, people Who have that Mentality That have That have people Fleeing from their countries Just like Nazis Wait Had, in the, had in the I, I totally That's understand That's the point No you don't I, understand I totally If you, understand you made that comment
4: The problem is Is that Are you saying Starvation in another Country mm-hmm. Is something To no, flee I, from not just violence but, because a lot of people aren't fleeing from violence okay but They're what about from well, let's talk about
3: the salvation real quick then on uh harry
1: didn't the Irish potato Mo- famine folks? We weren't they? Oh, yeah, are, we forget about
4: the yeah, Irish, those white on. folks. That's let, another let, let, false equivalent. No, It's no. not the same thing. Let's laws even go, the laws
3: the Let's even go to the places that and the laws, he wants to feel comfortable and the laws talking about. Not let's the talk, same. Let's go to well, the you know, slaves freed about. the South, flee the South,
1: and the laws only seem to get more restrictive as the people who were coming got browner. So come on, Harry. Come on, Harry.
3: Let's even go to the places that he wants to highlight then. Why don't we don't look at why don't we look at the, the U.S. policies in these places that's creating uh, the 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 levels of starvation and violence. displacement, I, violence. See, I agree. Of, but then uh, we have that, a
4: responsibility that, then to take them down, in, Harry. If, down, if that's down, what we're gonna I do. I no, throw down. <laughs> oh, the, the okay. problem is, is that I totally agree with you there. <laughs> no, you don't. And, yeah, I do. Let, let, it, let, let him agree with we, you we, one we, time. We, <laughs> need to let, we we need to hold that's Congress responsible. We need to hold. Oh, but that's what Paul was saying. But not say, well, let's let these people violate our laws. No, no no, totally no, 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 no.
3: If you're going to hold Congress responsible and the and and and, and whom else? Who okay, okay, then man. you were right. You have to change the laws then. So then don't if you're saying that we got to change the laws, then let's talk about changing the laws and not talking about it's, it's, people like from famine. People from yeah, Mark, famine. Ricks.
1: So oh, my, my apologies. We're, we're having we're trying to have a, a substantive real debate about should we or shouldn't we. But really, this all comes down to politics, right? And political will. Mm-hmm. It comes down to the idea that there is a certain party that's like these these people, this set of subset of people we're fighting over. Mm-hmm. Th- at the end of the day, if we make them legal citizens, are they going to vote for us?
3: Correct. Correct.
1: <laughs> and that's the exactly reality is nope. sanctuary cities, mm-hmm. states mm-hmm. that have taken folks in. Are, are, are highly represented by other party. And
0: you know what mm-hmm. I love about that? I believe that when they come in, the Republicans have just as much chance as Democrats to get them to vote. them. I believe if they the same thing. We're not going to be a racist party. There's a lot of social conservatism. There's a lot of economic conservatives. I, I believe the same thing because the reality is are, we're I talking believe.
1: about we're talking about people from from where the, the, the thought process is always Mexico and, and the right. large numbers of Correct. people that come out of that place. But there are immigrants from other places, Correct. and like you said, higher so much, numbers.
3: No but, one
2: talks about Eastern Paul, Europeans coming over Paul, here. just
3: to prove your no point. No one talks about Asians coming Democrats, over here. We don't
2: talk about that. Yeah, it's not, it's not. Or
1: that they may have very conservative values, very family lines. values, in, right. that might make them very appealing to the Republican Party. And it's Party. not like the
0: Democratic Party's been so great to them when it comes to sharing exactly. leadership. Right. But I think the Republican Party are having a big debate now. I think it's the most interesting political debate in the country over the future of the Republican Party. Do we appeal to grievances of a declining white working class that wants to look for someone to blame, do we turn them against another oppressed group to get, win short-term elections and then rig the system for future power? Or do we promote the ideas the Republican Party has? I don't necessarily agree with that's outlook, but it's very legitimate philosophical idea about how they see less government and capitalism and what they call colorblindness And even if it's that higher idea about
1: s- smaller government or whatever, Jack Kemp. they have to realize that if they want their repu- whatever they say these values actually are because questionable but whatever <laughs> they say they actually are that their leadership is gonna have to get browner if they want this thing to work yeah, and man up and like ex- George exactly. Logan, man, came
0: exactly from insonia and so
1: you can still have those same values it's just the people that don't look like you get to share the power
0: that's not what they're ready for. But what we are ready for is Pundit Friday, <laughs> and we're right in the middle of it. On WNHH Radio, you're home for community radio, 103.5 FM, live stream at newhaveninpen.org. We're running down the week's news here with the best pundits in the business. Hey, you know, this guy, so this guy who just took up at the church from Ecuador, his name's Pinos. He lives in the annex. Mm-hmm. And I noticed by coincidence, I was doing a completely unrelated story about an Ecuadorian immigrant named Pinos in the hill. Great story. And it turns out they're cousins. Hmm. Now, this guy, Claudio Pinas, is here as a citizen. He came from Ecuador a couple of uh, decades ago. And he, bought, he rented a house in the Hill. He rented an apartment with his family. He built a family. And he, worked hard. he works at a factory. He works two jobs a day. He works in a factory during the day, makes car parts. At night, he uh, oversees a cleaning crew in North Haven. His wife has two jobs. He eventually bought the three-family house he was in on Howard Avenue. And he fixed it up. Then he bought the house next to it, and he bought that next to it. And he's stabilizing that block and living there. And all his tenants are Latino. I met some of them immigrants as well. They live next to a house that one of the biggest banks in the world owns, J.P. Morgan Chase. They got it through foreclosure. Mm-hmm. For five years, they let that house rot. Mm-hmm. Of course well, they did. So didn't they
1: say they didn't own it? At first, <laughs> they're the like, oh, that we don't saying, own that this house. Is dangerous.
0: You're letting <laughs> squatters in. You're letting trash all over. The place is falling apart. And the bank, for a year, said, wouldn't even admit they owned it. The city had a, And they wouldn't even admit it when the city showed them the documents. The city had to get U.S. Senator Dick Blumenthal <laughs> involved to get them to answer a phone call. Oh, and God. Mr. Pinos, meanwhile, is working hard. He says, I want to have retirement with my wife. I want to own these houses, keep them in good shape, make the block good. He's working his two jobs a day, bringing up his kids. And, they, and then it's in danger because this house next to his, it burns a year ago. Oh. Endangers people's lives. The bank still wouldn't fix it up. A year later, it burned so bad that not only did they have to demolish it and went to the ground, a lot of people's lives were in danger that night. Luckily, they were all saved. The two houses next to it, including one of Mr. Pinos, is caught on fire. Oh! 21 people got to be put up in the Red Cross and other places to live. And this poor guy's trying to build the block up. If he gets enough insurance money, which is possible, he doesn't want to demolish his house there. He wants to keep building up. So this guy's like the future of our city, the best way mm-hmm. of immigration. And he's running up because we have now, we used to have 1,400. Uh, abandoned houses in our city. Now it's 600 or 500. A lot of them are still owned by these banks or else the banks have liens on them because they're foreclosing, but they won't finish the foreclosing because they don't want to be legally responsible. So we have a dilemma in the city of how we deal with these outlaw slumlord banks. Because there's a lot of neighbors. Marquise has done a bunch of these stories too, as have I. My block, they had one of these banks. What happens is that when they sit on these properties, they have so many around the country because they did a lot of greedy loans where they just picked up fees real quick and fake the paperwork and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So now they're left holding these properties. Steve, they, no have, man, they have too um, many of man them man. for the bureaucracy to pay a lot of attention in a city like New Haven. They have thousands and tens of thousands around the country. Mm-hmm. So while they drag down our neighborhood, their own properties lose value. It's not even in their interest. So what does the city do? We passed a law that they can find, be fined $99 a day for blight. They're not fixing nice. up. That builds up over time really quickly. So like on this property in the Hill, they have $70,000 of fines mm-hmm. and Interest and the city, the city can, but there's another problem. Oh boy! So we want them to sell that property to someone like Mr. Pinos, you Mm -hmm. know, who could fix it up. But every time they wait and don't fix it up, the property is worth less and less. Mm -hmm. While the fines build, we can collect those fines when they sell the property. But pretty soon, the fines are worth more than the property. Um, So now uh, this house mm -hmm. is burned down. You got seventy-two thousand dollars. So this city has another dilemma. They did this on our block where this house had so much in fines, it wasn't worth it for the bank to sell it. So the city said, we want the soul. We'll forgive the fines. What's the best way so why for us they... to deal with these banks like Wells Fargo, Chase Manhattan, J.P. Chase? How do we deal with them when they're destroying our neighborhoods?
3: Well, I think the way to do it is, uh, that's part of the way when the city started fining them. And uh, the fines go, let's just say if a fine get up to, more than how much the value of the property is, which does happen, which rare. which happens. The city should then forgive the what the the fines that are over the
1: value. But if you do that, like does does that give the bank the incentive to just let it deteriorate so the fines yes. don't matter? Yes. Well,
3: but then you get it off the books.
0: You get it, but off you the don't get it off book. the
1: books until you, the bank says, oh, "Okay, well, I'm gonna sell it." now. Right. So
0: Joe's got a good point, but so what? is Markeisha, because at that point, if the bank has already been derelict, mm. they no longer have an incentive to sell it because
1: and mind you, the city's been cutting the grass, boarding up the place because yeah. the the they won't board it up properly. I mean, I, shoveling I, snow. I, I think this is sending I, them the bill. I mean, so I, I think, think
2: the, you have to. Leg, I think you have to get the the legislators involved in this and put yeah. the pressure on these banks to sort of turn over these properties rather quickly. And give you know. a ranking, or give them to the maybe. city, or, or say to the city, listen, we we, we can't not do anything. Do with This here, do you want this property? Do you want this property? And, to and this? then part part the, the city can take it to a
1: developer and say, hey, look, we have all this opportunity, like. It'd be a lot probably for LCI because they're already dealing with little Rainbow bits city and pieces. Of land, but like, but you could talk to Elm they, City communities But between I mean, them and. Oh and my gosh. You, that's could a her, you could talk to her idea. You could talk to <laughs> like the neighborhood house we, services we just need money people, to build. And those Ooh, architects. I like students. I have
0: an idea. I like I that, have, that I Baps. wish I thought this when I wrote the article. I like this idea a lot. I think there needs to be pressure because every city individually is too small to get on the radar of Jamie Dimon, someplace in Manhattan. What if cities around the country that are trying to unite to deal with poverty, for instance, our mayor, Tony Harp, was with Bill de Blasio, the mayor of New York. They've had these meetings with, let's say, 20 mayors, 40 mayors of cities saying saying we want to push our urban agenda. She's head of the um, black mayor's group. What if they united to do a scorecard on these bank slumlords, got data saying here in our 20 cities, in our 40 cities, here's how many properties you're allowing to rot and not taking responsibility for After you grab the fees up front and they're... uh, and we want, we want the world to know we're going to take our... The problem is you can't boycott each bank because every single bank that does business no, in New Haven it, now it, you, is screwing New but Haven. But you don't
2: have to boycott them. All you have to do is bring shame. All you have to do is yeah. highlight them on a press conference and start a whole social media campaign and say, look, and these I like are the Dick cities. Dick Blumenthal yeah. would be all over them. Yeah. So I'd like i to mean, like to see him at the head of a press like conference like, like that. Mayors.
0: I'd like to see the mayors. Well, listen,
2: you could this. do the Black Mayors Association or whatever they call themselves. The and National League of Cities could do this. You get the... Get the governors involved. You like, get the governors involved. You get um, who are the people? CCM over there, the folks over there to the, do to, we're to on it. you know, and we're just it. r- do it, yeah. that. That's
0: I would like that. be happy to work on that. So we're in favor. I know. What about our resident um, conservative Harry Jones? What do you think this idea?
4: Redistribution. Here he goes. A redistribution. That's your <laughs> that's your thing. But um, no, I think if these these banks, they didn't have a problem for
0: closing people, right? Oh, so <laughs> they should get the act together. All right, so we got some we got some unity here on Pundit Friday on Dateline New Haven at WNHH Radio. America, five, five. you're welcome. We're not only <laughs> looking at the city's problems; we're solving the world's problems. <laughs> That's we're what we do welcome. We're our
2: own Justice League. <laughs> so here's another housing.
0: <laughs> Let's here's do another <laughs> housing challenge. That again, Marquis Ricks writes a lot of stories about here in the Independent, and so do I. The affordable housing challenge. How do you mm. deal with that? New Haven's not alone in that. So Mm -hmm. some good things are happening to cities that hadn't been happening 20, 30 years ago, which is people want to live there again, a lot Mm -hmm. of these cities, especially on the coasts. So you have empty nesters, young people want a more interesting place to live. And so we're getting some people want to build apartments that are market rate, higher rents. And that builds our tax base. It gets more people to patronize stores as long as we don't have to subsidize them anymore to do that. We no longer have to bribe them. But people are worried about affordable housing. What's going to happen? Are you still going to be able to afford to live in this New Haven? There's a complex question about whether that raises rents or gets enough stocks so that actually lowers. We've been having a lot of that debate in New Haven recently. And one way, so they, they wanted to stop, let's say they uh, some of the always wanted to stop a hotel, Hotel Duncan, from they had kicked out a few people living in an SRO, a few dozen people, and they wanted a single room occupancy, and they're upscaling that. Something quietly happened this week where New, the, the Hart administration is trying a different strategy in the Hill neighborhood, trying to get them to do this, is every time someone wants to build something market rate with a lot of apartments, they want them to add on 30% of that being affordable. Now, there's a whole debate about what affordable is, and we can get into that, but we just got some good news this week, despite all the problems at the state. The Bond Commission approved $5 million, so the guy who's building market rate apartments, tons of them, in the hill, and a part of the hill that's been fallow for 50 years almost, and the city's been trying to build it on it for th- oh, over fine. 30 The Harbor Administration found a way to get someone to build there. And he said, I'll put in those affordable housings, but I can't make the money doing it if we can get state money. They convinced uh, Serena, Neil Sanjero, the head of Legal City Initiative, went to the legislature and they convinced them to give the $5 million so that when the first 110 apartments are built, where the old Gold School Annex was on Gold Street, well, School Annex on Gold Street, they're going to include... 33 apartments that are, quote, affordable. So there's new apartments where, that are where's affordable. Where is this going to be? Mm-hmm. Um, it's right when you go into the train station on Church Street South. Mm-hmm. Church Street South the you Complex. You know DLF. where Prince?
2: You know, where the, you know where Across from the, the elderly, from Tower the 1, Tower East. Building. Yes, yes, yes. It's so just across.
0: By Street school, school over so there. So we're going to build mm-hmm. hundreds of apartments, offices there where there's nothing. There used to be a neighborhood and everybody turned right. turn it down. So their argument is that the way to do it is not to stop people from building where there's nothing now and have it mm-hmm. be for, like... Doctors and secretaries and legal and aides to uh, medical offices be afforded to live and teachers we hope, but also have some of that low income housing kind of built in. And the example is Ninth Square, right? And and to some extent, your tower, three hundred and sixty mm-hmm. tower, right. it has some affordable housing in it. Ninth right. Square has forty percent. And you don't know which apartments are which, which right. is kind of cool. Which is really cool. So I actually think this is the right way to do it. Another way, if you can't get the state subsidy, is you have the people charge. Wait a minute, wait a rents. minute,
3: wait a minute. You're, you're now saying this is uh, then a couple of weeks ago we were talking about this and I said. In fact, we talk about this every week. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> actually pretty much. And I said that's what they should be part of the part of your funding. We should try to figure out how we could get it in as part of the funding. Uh, that's what I was saying, right? Like, now you're joining the ugly I've family? always
0: agreed with that. Oh, okay. But, but one idea is you're not always going to be <laughs> able to get that. public money. So Matthew Nemerson at Economic director, says another thing some cities are doing is you have them charge such high rents for rich people that those subsidize the other units. Mm. It's kind of interesting dilemma because what, what the Hartman State doesn't want to do is what some other cities are doing. Which is promoting micro apartments? Right. Micro I hate micro apartments. Really that just like sounds it. like Basin. prison. <laughs> it
2: just makes her so. Interesting. <laughs> she she like you have you seen these over. things? I've been to jail. I don't need. I, <laughs> How, I know what micro this? housing is. It's
3: well, prison.
1: It's prison. It's prison. <laughs> 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 okay, what some I people went into say? Three
3: hundred, what well, a four hundred square feet. One of these
1: four hundred square feet apartment that had. Two I lived in an apartment that was four hundred and seventy nine square feet before. No, so, was it two bedrooms? It was no bedrooms, it was a studio. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, it so so was an open
0: studio. So New York, what they do, studio. is you that's imagine, the only way you can live in Manhattan if you're not rich. So you, right. you have your little apartment, but the building has these big amenities. It's sort of like... Uh, the, I don't care I don't what care. amenities they have. Like you have a big room to exercise, big room to get together, room oh, to have I meals can. with people. No. Then I'll just
1: live but in a big room. as, 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 <laughs> as people have pointed out and, and what you're saying about living in Manhattan, what invariably happens is you have... It might be built for one person, but you have three people living in. Right. You have somebody who's a single mom with three kids trying mm-hmm. to make this thing work with bunk beds and stuff, and right. it's just not—it's not, it's not oh, necessarily God, healthy even for imagine. kids to not have any place to be or any as type of privacy. Shut down the
0: Fairhaven apartment near the strong, old Strong School because that micro parks. Mayor Harp's position is that we're not as dense and never will be as dense as a Manhattan. Or that's that's my thought So too. we don't need to go that far. No, and she feels that, that creates other conditions that don't make city living no. good.
3: He, he, you're absolutely right. I think it takes away from city living. You want to live in the city, but you don't want to live like rodents. You know, yeah. nobody yeah. wants yeah. to be laying up on top of And
0: then there are two different but, kinds of micro apartments. Some are the ones that are downtown where it's an, a wealthier area and you'll get, mm-hmm. like, students who want to live there or rich people. Mm-hmm. But then you get a place like Hallville that has vacant lots. And the idea is that uh, Eric Johnson promoted this idea when he ran LCI, which is that there are people otherwise who wouldn't be able to afford to own a home. You give them a micro home, it's like seven hundred square feet, mm. and it's like their own house. It has some land on it, but it's not a full lot. Mm. And they thought that might be a way to bring some stability and opportunity. What do you guys think about it in that circumstance?
2: Is that like mm. those tiny houses kind yeah. of thing? Yeah. No, no, no. no.
0: Like
3: seven hundred <laughs> square feet is not. Mm-mm. You're starting. To I mean, I think if
2: I, I, I think if I'm on the other side of my life, mm. like if I'm seventy, yeah. that I'm, I, uh, that might make sense. But as yeah. a, as a young urban professional, no, no, I'm not doing that.
3: You know, that,
2: that, don't, that, that works
1: won't even people hold my shoes. Who, like, uh, <laughs> they people want <laughs> But p- for people who want to downsize, for people who. Because I think there's real challenges as you get older that, you know, maybe you can't climb stairs anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you I need, need less stuff to manage. And that's no, why I'm why talking some some about like, like out in those. the neighborhoods oh, okay. yeah. instead of like if you don't actually want to live downtown and mm-hmm. you would like to stay in some of the neighborhoods. And I think it's Not everybody. I, I see don't your point. Live downtown. Well, you actually. know what? If you're don't, know. you don't, I like the yet. idea that I work downtown no, no, and I go home to Westville. So I feel yet. like Trust. I sort of feel like I'm leaving the city no, no, no. <laughs> and going somewhere Ooh, else. See, I, I want to live back But downtown. I like the see? idea that Westville <laughs> is in the city. No, no, but no. you're <laughs> <laughs> among that demographic of people who want to move back downtown. I do. I do. I'm not a millennial. <laughs> I'm a zennial yeah. And I don't want to live downtown. I'm
2: not a millennial either. I'm a baby boomer. I want to be downtown. I want to be able to
1: walk to the market. Boomer's ruining everything. No,
2: I want to walk to shop I want to walk to the theater. I want right. to. But here's the
1: thing. The I walk gallery. to those, I live in Westville, and I walk to those places because I don't want. I know, but, a that's, car, but that's But that's <laughs> We don't want to talk about that. <laughs> we know, don't want to talk about that. To I to take the of, bus, Babs. The bus. To add on to all of the See, stuff, I don't want to I I don't mean, wanna I'm wanna I'm take the scared. bus.
3: <laughs> I have one question. Okay. I have one question fun. to ask about all of this. The, you talk about the Prince Street School over there. Mm-hmm. How tall are they planning to the make these? Oh, Lord. Don't
0: get Oh, oh they're blocking
1: your view, home huh? No, I'm kidding. I, don't, That's I think it's too like four stories
2: or something like that. you left. You
0: won't this even is notice an interesting debate about how people are going to want to live in cities. About, you know, we just heard it. At Babs' stage of life, being that they walk to the theaters. You, right. you brought up your kids, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, right M- Marquesa is younger, and yet she's in her late thirties. So I'm also you, a southerner. I like yards. Yeah, no, that's I like, what it I like is. It's, it's not my, my, my yard, yards. but we have one. No, I also I like going to Westville, where there isn't so much noise. Yeah, all I like night, that. Early I'm, morning, I'm a, and there is kind of spread out way to walk around. They're kind around. of close to
1: nature. I like that.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. I, I no. Oh, I'm close to. <laughs> nature I mean,
1: done that she's like Zsa Zsa Gabor.
3: No, you know, we have, uh, downtown, we have nice nature trail. You know, you go up the Farmer Tunnel. New York is where I'd New Haven have, out ways
1: how to
0: make you feel
1: Get allergic, spelling, hey.
0: <laughs> and we can make you feel that you're part of the gang here. At- Sorry, Sorry, y'all. This yeah.
1: went all the way off the rails. WN- <laughs> WNHH, 103.5 FM. I don't
0: think going off rails.
1: I know people are like, what are they? smoking in there
0: <laughs> well you know it, if it's up to the people running for governor as democrats oh. who came to new haven what they be smoking is marijuana i it'll saw be, that it'll be legal mm. so it's kind of interesting chris Peake covered it at the debate this week at yale mm. of some of the candidates for governor mm-hmm. democratic candidates. so it was about drugs but, but by, you're like who are these people it was a pro legalization they <laughs> don't want to be governor it was a pro legalization group so we he had two instinct very interesting observations about this debate One is that now if you're a main, you can run as a mainstream Democrat and not every Democrat has a position, but you can now run as a mainstream Democrat and be for legalization of recreational use of marijuana, which is Mm -hmm. not legal in Connecticut, but we're moving closer to it. Our our partner state, our neighboring states did it. And he's saying you can run that way, obviously, because all the Democrats who showed up came out for it. There was a Republican there, Dr. Bharatsvani Vasan, who said he wants to know more about it. He's a doctor. So what was interesting, the second part was that, so they thought that the Republican was scared that he was going to be the one getting booed he had the courage to come to this he had a more nuanced position but the only person who got heckled was one of the pro-legalization guys dan drew he's a leading candidate in the second Uh, yeah i read that the reason was the crowd wanted them to go further and and now mainstream politicians aren't ready to go there yet they say it's not enough just to legalize marijuana should we consider regularize regular use of other drugs and or and or should we do what some other cities doing like ithaca like they've done in some uh european cities and have what are they calling um a uh supervised injection facility. We have a part of town where addicts can shoot up safely, where they're not kind of stretched out all over the place, where they get clean needles, where there are people there on site, social workers, healthcare people who wanna provide help if they're ready for the help, if they want the help. So you contain it to a place where it's supervised, safe. They are not getting as much danger as they otherwise get. And they can get the help when they're ready to put their life back together. That is not yet an acceptable show. So when Dan Drew wasn't ready for that and he made some statement about being concerned about how easy it is for teenagers to get pot and people didn't like that. What do you think about these supervised injection facilities? Totally, Isn't it sort
1: of like the needle exchange in a
0: way? And it's building it to another level. Yeah, but... But
1: I I would is. like these things if our our country would commit to the kinds of networks needed to maintain them. You, you talk and about social workers line. and people to help folks, right? But so often, what happens? Begin a financial bind. Yep. You can't have Medicare anymore. Right? Financial bind. You can't have, like we didn't we just move the 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 um the the needle exchange program into something to like try to manage the cost. Correct. So So, like it'd be it'd be different when we're when we're talking about like I'm for these things. I support them and I support the networks that create them. But you, it always becomes political, and it always becomes about money. Yeah, and we are cheap when it comes to like taking care taking of people. care of so people. Saying that
0: could undercut it if we don't fund it right. Absolutely. So
1: we could we could do it and say, oh, this is great. Like we're right. going to be like Sweden and, and, and do this. But Sweden is really to committed. commit because they They're have high taxes. And, right. Right. And, we'll, what I and we would and we would see um,
2: numbers de- We would have all the data to support that this is working. Right. But if somebody gets on some moral high horse about and that's this, that's my
1: other point. That people always make like. You can have all these facts about something, but having been at the at the state house while people were talking about the legalization of marijuana, people's moral feeling and feelings mm-hmm. get mm-hmm. all in the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I don't care how much data you present about, you know, people in marijuana and what they do or don't do Somebody's going to trot their child out there and say, "Well, what about the children?" And also, supervise every
2: time and throw a
0: Bible at you. Exactly for those of us who are older, as with so many issues, it requires us to just look at life in a different way that goes counter to our assumptions or the way we've always seen things. So, the idea that you're going to welcome, "Hey, junkies, all come to the middle of our city and start shooting up in full view of everyone, and we're going to help you," I think it makes sense, but it's a hard thing for older people to imagine. Oh, that's what I mean. People will get
2: on their moral high horse and people
1: will throw Bibles at you and... And and that's because to them, you're your addiction or your problem. You're not human to them anymore because they can't imagine themselves walking in your footsteps. There's no empathy.
3: No, it's just as I started to say, when you ask a question, I said it's a bad idea because all the things that you highlighted, the support mechanism to it, the commitment to go with this is needed. And we've seen how things have changed just because of funding, uh, you, you know. they have also found that
0: punishment track. is easier. It's Dealing so with it as a criminal There's justice issue is easy. So and people make money off of it. So. Supervised, supervised injection facilities. Harry, Joe, should we be like Ithaca, New York?
4: Or just Sweden? <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting. I think we should legalize everything. Honestly, I I'm libertarian on this thing, right? But um, how do we control it as a society, you know, the people like you just said, because I was in New York. I I worked in Manhattan when, you know, when it was really bad over there and Mm -hmm. and people are almost frozen in motion because they're on a heroin heroin high and they're moving in slow motion. And (laughs) it becomes ridiculous. That's real, that's real. It's, it, it does it becomes ridiculous so how
3: and that's because of the lack of the support that we were talking about but yeah. that's the
4: point how do you yeah.
3: get and the, the lack right. of
1: support that pushes people, people support into support drug use anyway right yeah. like you know, and that's for people me and Mark, are self-medicating because they don't I, have health care they self-medicating because they don't have jobs they're self-medicating like so, that's what, yeah that's right. a whole subset of addiction yeah. that we don't ever really talk about why people actually but self-medicate why have...
0: people drink and sometimes they don't have jobs. I can tell you why I self medicating. I can tell
1: you why I drink too. But some people say I started drinking because I have this pain that I can't get rid of. Because right. a bottle of whatever is cheaper right than now, going to to get something done about but, it because I can't afford it. Right now and I
3: can hear it. someone from an affluent community who's it. saying, "Well, you know, my neighbor they could afford to do it, but right. but you don't know what's the mental issue that they that they self-medicate." Plus, about. you know, here's the thing. Here's the you thing.
2: Know, when people go get support, we already we already tag them with some kind of true, stigma, true. some kind of weakness. Yep. There's something weak about yep. you that requires some building up of character or I whatever it is um, that you <laughs> are dealing problems. with. You know, so because we're always because we're always using <laughs> yes. language that says "pull yourself up by your bootstraps," mental right. toughness. Right. You know, be harder, stronger. You know, we're always bandying those kinds of words at people. Correct. and that makes people feel like you know what? Now I can't go get help because Mm -hmm. then I will be seen less or other or weak or whatever. And so that keeps people. But it's easier for people to sit in a bar and drink, drink, drink till they're blind rather than go get some help to sort of address why they're drinking so much.
3: you, You just highlighted something. Environment is a major, major, major play in addiction. You know, I look at people. I heard someone was looking down at someone who was playing the lottery. At, uh, at the counter, at the local store, at the bodega, as we call it in the hood. Uh, you know, they were like, yo, he just dropped 50 bucks in there like that. But I'm like, "But you were at the casino last weekend, and dropped 200. What, what's the difference? It's gambling, it's gambling, you know? Yeah, Why, that the, you're right. It's a different perception. You know, yep. it's a total different perception just based on environment. And, and you know, it's this, the same thing goes on for drug use. You know, it's... Oh. Yeah, but on on the same thing goes on at Pundit Friday. When we does we same down does the to do, on the news
0: Actually, no. we our drug is looking behind the headlines. <laughs> our, our drug WNH is the headlines. Our drug yes. is talking, talking Talkin. with Babs rolls Ivy, Marquisha Ricks, Joe Ugly, and Harry Dross. So, mm-hmm. uh, the um, the other the governor's the mayor governor's race. Some guy who's been getting a lot of traction, surprisingly, is Joe Gannam He's the mayor oh, of, of Bridgeport. I think it's name recognition. Who, right who, there. in my opinion, would never have any chance Let's, in a general election given the, what the Democrats are facing next year, given the large number of independents, given that he had a, a felony conviction for corruption that he's never really explained no, so or apologized for. That's so bad But he got bad news this week. He's not allowed to run clean. So clean. There's a rule that you <laughs> can't get public money to run for governor if you have a felony conviction. No, which, you can't get student loans actually, either. So I agree with Gannon, that that's kind of crazy. <laughs> we're telling the guy with the crooked past, we're not going to let you run uncrookedly without the influence of corrupting private money because we don't want to spend public money on you and help you get back in the game. So he lost the ruling in court this week. He said, I should be able to run clean because he's trying to invent, reinvent himself as the uh, clean government candidate. Any thoughts on what this will mean? Because he's gotten a lot of support on town committees from the cities. Bridgeport, Hartford, New Haven, which behind the radar, even though Pop, in polls, elections, he'd have no chance. But he could dominate the party process and actually get that nomination, which of course...
2: listen. If Donald Trump could be president, anybody could
0: do anything. You so want true. that though? Do you like Donald Trump being president?
2: I, no, I it's, no, no. it's not even a like anymore. I don't like Donald Trump, but he's the president now. <laughs> Just what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so like has so nothing so so to so do so with
3: like it. I hear Paul's point. Are we willing to repeat the same mistake?
2: Uh, I, I, well, I don't, I would but, put Ganem and Trump in the same boat. Because I don't think Ganem is stupid. Right, Gannum, I think Trump Biden, is stupid.
0: Ganem used to do business with Donald Trump to try to build a casino. Yeah, in but everybody
2: near Mama did business. I mean, the Russians, for God's sake, did business with the so you Trumps. They're running Connecticut. You know, I how do we know they don't? <laughs> <Nobody>. <laughs> so true. true I don't know. Yeah. My email has <laughs> been acting really <laughs> strange. How do we? How do we know? How do we know they haven't? No, but
3: uh, as far as it goes for so Joe Ganem running for may, uh running for governor. You know. Uh, I don't see a problem with him running it at all. The thing that I have a problem with is when people point to his criminal conviction as to you know why he shouldn't. I mean, this guy came back, and the people of Bridgeport they they look at his record and say, "Hey, you know what? You see, here's the part about the Democrats that they, they can't wrap their or others that highbrows that they can't wrap their head around is that the reason why he's mayor again is because the way they try to run him in Bridge run against him in Bridgeport was. What he, oh, you know, he got a criminal conviction, X, Y, Z. Guess what? The people who voted for him all either probably know somebody in their family that had a criminal conviction, know someone on their block that had one, and they came back and they'd be uh, assets to community. Well, I'm going to be so a highbrow, uh, but
0: he didn't become an asset to the community. He didn't get permission to practice law again because he never really made restitution, never really said he did anything wrong. What he did was massively wrong to run government as a shop where you buy the mayor presents and he gives you no bid contracts and and the key to the candy store. He never, really he never said apologized that was for wrong. It. Nearly said it was wrong. That's why he couldn't convince. I'm with you. Second chances, third chances are really important. I have no problem voting for a governor who had a criminal conviction unless I feel like he's still in that game and he's just coming back and doing a swindle. Well, yeah. I so mean, you think th- that he, that's a that's a that's a real talk too. No, but he has a question. You really think that
3: because even if he comes out and say he was sorry, that it can't be a crook? <laughs> What? You know, you say he never said that he, he, never, no, he apologized. never. He never
0: convincingly. He made one performance statement so that he could run.
3: Okay, so he never Maybe apologized. he needs a one man Broadway show
0: yeah. saying so, I'm sorry. So he never and apologized. An apology Paul, tour? My, right. An apology tour my and point a mixtape.
3: <laughs> if he did apologize and if he did come out and drop on, a, he went on the apology tour and,
0: you know <laughs> I'm sorry. And, but but he really and truly did not change inside. Where right. does that put us? So in? I'm saying, but why did it become a plus for him? That he was had a felony conviction rather than irrelevant.
2: Because people don't like bullies. Because right. people don't like to see people get smacked down for something that they are trying to overcome. That's Especially why. Especially
0: something that they could. And relate you know why? To.
2: Because it, it could because it was heavy-handed. Right. Because they pounded it over and over again to the point where it's like, okay, when do we when do we really say somebody gets a chance to do something? And let me tell you something else. When he got out, he was in those communities where people voted for him. Thank he you. was in the community. He in now yep. he didn't take a camera crew, and yep. he didn't Take pictures, but he was in those communities talking to people on a regular basis, and that's regular. why they were like, we, di- "We dig we, this guy." And so did
1: the people who ran against him. Just assume that oh, his felony conviction will see that's, that's exactly. a bad association. Because that if he really was doing yo. that, like out there in the community and yeah. pressing that flesh in in people's living room, having sweet tea and you know whatever then that's, where, that, do that's it. where the rubber I feel like that's that's what I've learned from Great living in Connecticut these last three years people, is that's yeah. where the rubber Great. meets the road we yep. saw that in War 21 mm. that's where the rubber meets the road and Mary get out and there Barry out and talk to people yep. Mary and Barry because people couldn't understand get, why he would get e- elected man. three times and why? they also know people who use drugs So because like, like, Mary and I Barry understand. gave some of these people their first jobs absolutely
2: when the city didn't have no money he still found jobs absolutely and people remember that people remember that my grandbaby need a job okay I got
0: you. Yep. So are you guys B.I.E.s
2: Oh, What? Black, black intellig- identity
0: black identity people? Extremists. I'm a Black Panther. Let's <laughs> <No. laughs> <laughs> call I'm it what it is. My my attorney general, not my attorney general, the country's attorney general Jeff Sessions <laughs> They, evil. He testified this week about a new category The FBI is coming <sighs> up with then you know, then we hear Black this. identity extremists And yep. they're saying these are people black who advocate Killing cops Yo I don't know who
1: that congresswoman that Hammered him in them questioning Smith. Congresswoman She Smith was wonderful from, from So there's some black people who advocate hat? killing cops yes. no, no, That's here, a lie yeah, actually,
0: actually there aren't and she, so, she she asked him about
1: Black Lives Matter and he was like, I'm not mm-hmm. sure I so, need to be so.
0: So, in so then she asked him about the, in response to the national he demonstrations answer. about he how to police brutality. The two reactions Jeff Sessions has been: get rid of consent decrees to make police departments treat the community better, which police chiefs themselves wanted. Mm-hmm. Then create a new category of fictional activists we have to monitor. Didn't we see this with might. COINTEL? That's what are Co-intel so say Pro. During the 1960s COINTEL Pro. that what it was, J. Edgar Hoover and the FBI in the 60s had a program, we have to stop a black messiah, mm-hmm. meaning we have to stop a black leader from ever getting Is <laughs> that enough support. that they're shooting us in the so streets? Now they're going to what? So now <laughs> Jeff Sessions was questioned, they said. Can you name a single group that's mm-hmm. actually advocating killing cops? Because there were a few individuals who showed cops yes. who were not part of any groups. Right. like other, crazy people, just they like were crazy people. They were lone wolves, just like the crazy Look white people God. who are shooting people. And he could not name a single group, but they're defending having this category. <laughs> so my question is: You three are black. Mm-hmm. Would we, we be that group? Should we be scared of you?
1: Yes. <laughs> always,
0: always be scared. <laughs> of black. Always be
1: scared of us. <laughs> Be Don't. more scared because we got the mic, not because we're going to kill anybody. We got the mic. We got Paul, the mic. And the power of the press is Paul, still. Let me suggest. <laughs> Bring the Don't noise, the right? <laughs> Play us out with some public enemy. Bring the noise. Cue <laughs> hey, the public What's enemy. Listen, ain't nothing, more, ain't nothing more dangerous than a
2: black person with education. <laughs> can sir? I see my FBI file? So, now?
0: You, so are you suggesting that this outro music is not. No, we need some public enemy We oh, need some PE we need some public interview Elvis today the noise. a hero to most but to me that sucker was simple and plain motherfucking
3: and John Wayne cause I'm black and I'm proud and I don't need no ass most of my people, heroes don't care in those you see what is it I said "Come smack me right here
0: in addition to thanking everyone for joining us on Pundit Friday at WNHH Radio in addition to thanking the greatest pundits in the world Babs Rawls Ivy Marcus Rakesha Ricks Joe Ugly and Harry Jones next week coming back with Norma Ricas Reyes I have to say that this is the best I can do (laughs) (laughs) music-wise. This is what's in my heart. We're going to take it out the Afro-Semitic experience, performing I Wish I Knew How It Feel to Be Free from the group CD of Plea for Peace. Now we know what it's like to be free. We just got to remember to book our flight. Book it and fly free with us all weekend long at WNHH, New Haven's home for community radio.